All right, awesome. And thank you, Coach. I saw that. Um, hope you all are still with me. Good morning. Um, if you all cannot hear me, please let me know. But I think we're okay. Um, all right. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Rockstar Nation. Good morning, Powerhouse. I know some of y'all are on here. Um, it's a beautiful Thursday morning. Uh, my name is Tani Shikori, and you're listening to the WBBF call. Now, that stands for We Build Brighter Futures, and it's the training calls that we have every Wednesday and Thursday morning at 7.30 till about 8, um, until 8. And it's just where we get some training in to where we can go over mindset, phone script, and then going over the ATM. Now, yesterday we went over how to set the appointment and what your mindset should be. Um, this time we're going to go over what you're going to actually say when you're in the home and what you're going to say to the client. Um, basically going over your ATM presentation. If you're brand new, the ATM is just the Alliance Training Manual, um, and we're going to go over exactly what we say. But before we get started, I just want to take a second um, and say I'm really grateful to be talking with you all this morning. Uh, it's not something that I really take lightly because um, Paul Roberts and Jeremy Patton, they set these calls up so that the team can do better. And if you're someone who's been chosen to speak to everyone, to train everyone, please know that that's a big responsibility, but that's also a blessing because you have an opportunity to share with everyone why you've been doing well so that someone else can have success on the team as well. Um, and that's big. If you can help someone's business grow, that's amazing. Um, so thank you, Paul Roberts. Thank you, Jeremy Patton, for allowing me to do this. I hope yesterday you guys got something out of it um, about mindset and about, you know, how to set appointments. So today I'm just going to go over how to – well, what to actually say when you're on the appointment after you set it. Um, but a lot of it has to do with what we talked about yesterday. At least it does for me. So yesterday, on, when it came to mindset, I went over how to really um, raise your self-confidence. And the only way by doing that is to do the do. So if you're going to say you're going to do something and you do not do it, you're lowering your self-esteem because you're you're proving to yourself that you're not worthy of doing whatever task was set up to do. Like if I tell myself that I'm going to get up um, and I'm going to dial on Thursdays, I, if I don't make a single dial on Thursday, I'm going to have a low self-image of myself. Um, but if I actually get up and dial on Thursday and I get it done, I'm going to, I'm going to look at myself and be like, yeah, that's right. I did it. Um, so really, when it comes to, like, confidence, it's about what you do. Can you prove to yourself that you're accountable? Can you prove to yourself that you can actually get this done? If that's the case, your self-confidence is going to go through the roof. Now, if your self-confidence is high, but then you're not doing a lot, that's a whole other conversation we got to have. But typically, when it comes to, like, self-confidence, it's rooted in do you get the job done? Like, can you prove to yourself that you're able to get the job done? Um, and you have to you have to build your self-confidence because when you're in the home with these families, they want to know they're sitting down with someone who's confident. You know, they're, they're trusting you with a lot of information. They are trusting you with um, getting their family covered so that they have peace of mind. Do not take that lightly. 
I've sat down with a lot of people who think they have plans that cover everything, but it doesn't because they were they were sitting down with someone who was confident, but not with someone who had the right heart. Um, and that's why we look for people who can take care of our clients and not take advantage of them. Um, there's a big difference, guys. Like, you can make anything sound good in front of someone, but unless you have the right heart, you're not going to take them to work. You're not going to show them what they need to know. You're going to have your best self-interest at heart, and that's not what we do here. Um, excuse me. All right. So whenever you're going into these appointments, you need to have the mindset of, hey, this family reached out to us. They want some help. I'm there to help them. Um, I am there to make sure that they are taken care of. I'm there to listen, to see what they need, and then guide them to what they need to do so that they can get the protection they want. That's really the mindset you should have. You should have a servant heart going in. Like, how can I serve this family today so that they can get protected? If you go in there with the mindset of, oh, I'm about to make some money, you're not going to make money. Like, I... Let me tell you that first, because if this is your first call ever, by the way, welcome to the Alliance. <laughs> welcome to the best team in the Alliance, the rock stars. Um, but you have to understand, like, if you have the mindset of, I'm just going to make money, chasing a dollar bill will elude you every time. You want to have a bigger purpose than that. And helping others, making sure they have peace of mind, making sure our family doesn't have to go through tragedy when they lose a loved one. That's a good purpose. Like, if that's your mindset going into it, you're going to do great. The family's going to see that you care about them, but you're also confident, so they feel confident in going with whatever you guide them through. Um, that way, there's no hesitation. There's really nothing to slow you down. So make sure you have that mindset going in. Um, you have the confidence and you have the heart to be able to tell yourself, you know, I'm here to take care of these people. I'm here to make sure that they get taken care of, and I'm not about to just go there and make a sale. No, that's never the case. Um, great example, this past weekend, I saw a couple that was trying to get coverage for a long time, and they kept getting denied. I don't know exactly why they were getting denied, because they shouldn't have been, um, but... <laughs> Uh, coach, let's not get into that conversation. <laughs> uh, but uh, they um, they were they keep getting denied, and I thought to myself, I wonder why, because there's no reason to. But I was like, you know what? Don't worry about it. We're gonna go over what your options are. We're gonna pick something that makes sense for y'all, and we're gonna get something placed today. When I said that, I saw the look on their face, and they were like, just relief took over. They were like, oh my god, thank. It's like, thank you. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for saying that. And, like, the relief was just shown on their face. After that, after I said that, they were just smooth from there on because they got the feeling that I'm there to help. They saw that I'm confident in myself to do what I do, um, and they just they loved it. That's why it's so important to have confidence but not not be cocky. Like, confidence is what you do. If you can accomplish a task, you just raise your self-confidence. Um, and another thing, guys, before you even walk into these appointments, please make sure you, like, if you have to talk to yourself, do it. I do it. 
like when I'm driving to an appointment, I listen to an audiobook and then I start talking to myself. Like I'm going to help this family out. Um, there's no one else in the world that can help them out besides me. <laughs> like stuff like that. I'm not even like I laugh, but I, it it really works. It puts you in the mindset of I'm going to help this family. I'm not going to just go there and make a sell. I'm not just going to go to my appointments, but I'm going to specifically help this family. And when you do that, it's you start looking at yourself a different way. Because to be honest with you, yesterday we talked about mindset. The bottom line is life is one big mind game. Um, the only person that you really need to go up against is not other agents in the business. It's really yourself. You are standing in your own way by the way that you're talking, by the way that you're acting, behaving, whatever it is. Please understand that. Um, the only person you're playing against is yourself. So why don't you, and it all plays in your mind. Please don't, like, it's not like um, you're looking at yourself. No, it's, and it's a mind game. In your mind, you're telling yourself you can't do something, you're already defeating yourself. If you're telling yourself, if you're hyping yourself up that you're going to do this, that you're going to make a difference, you're going to do that. So that's what I mean by it's all one big mind game and you're going against yourself. You have to learn how to overcome your mind so that you're not telling yourself these negative things um, so that you're able to go out there and make a difference and have the confidence to actually make that difference. So just keep that in mind when you're going on appointments. Remember, going with a servant heart, um, going with confidence, knowing that you're the one who's going to take care of this family and do right by them. So that's really my mindset going into the appointments. Um, so yesterday we called Mary and Joe, I think. Yeah, Mary and Joe. Um, and we set the appointments. With, we set the appointment with them for, let's say, mortgage protection. Um, and I'm driving to their house right now. I've been telling myself, hey, I'm the only one who can help them. Um, Mary and Joe have been waiting to, you know, get covered, so I'm going to make sure I take my time, get to know them, understand what the situation is, but I can't help them. So as I'm driving to my appointment, um, I listen to an audiobook now, and it's a certain book that changes. Like, when I read this book, I, I don't um, – I kind of find a little bit of peace. It's weird to say, but I do. Um, I – like, I like reading from this book because it gives me great perspective. Um, and from there on, like, I don't know, I have a calm demeanor. Um, I just, I like having that demeanor when I walk into someone's home. And whenever I, um, whenever you get, go on the appointment, just make sure you're listening to something that's going to help you out. So whether if it's like um, Stephen Frederick or, audiobooks of the book that Andy has written or even um, one of the books that Andy's recommended. It doesn't matter what it is, as long as it puts you in the right mindset before going on an appointment so that you're not worrying about, oh, what did my spouse do, boyfriend, girlfriend, child, whatever it is, you're going to put all that aside and you're going to become that person that's going to help this family. Your mindset is what needs to take over. So in your mind, you're becoming that person that you need to be to help this family. So I'm driving, getting to Mary and Joe's house. Um, they have a nice house with a driveway. I'm not parking in their driveway, so I don't block in their cars. 
Um, I park on the street. Um, I get out. I wave to the house, even though I don't know that someone's looking out there. Most likely people are looking out, but you're just going to wave to the house. And then you're going to um, walk up to the door. Now, when I'm walking up to the door, I have my backpack in over my right shoulder. Um, and then my ATM in the lead for Mary and Joe um, in my left hand. And as I'm walking up to the house, I'm actually saying their names over and over again just to make sure I don't forget it because you never want to make the mistake of calling a client by the wrong name. You're just you're setting yourself up for an awkward introduction. Don't do that. Just say their name over and over again. So I'm at, as I'm walking up to the house, um, I'm saying Bob and Mary Smith, Bob and Mary Smith. Or did I say Joe? I said Joe. Joe and Mary Smith. Um, look at that. I already messed it up. So I'm walking up to the door. And as I'm walking up, I'm noticing stuff about their house. Um, if they have, I don't know, blue um, window shades, I don't know. Well, if there's a white house or a red brick house or if they have wind chimes, if they have gnomes in the garden, I'm asking them about the gnomes. I've never understood that fascination. But if they have a lot, I want to know about it. Um, if they have any kind of decorations in their front lawn, if they have a big garden out front, you better ask them about that because I bet you they're really proud of themselves for that. So ask them. Like, find talking points. If I don't see anything out there, if it's a if it's a rundown house, please don't tell them they have a beautiful house. They know they don't, and they're going to know you're lying and full of it. Say something that's true. Look for things that pique your interest. Like the gnome thing, I'm serious. I don't like I I'm fascinated that people like the gnomes and I want to know why they want like they want those on their lawn. Um if they have a garden, shoot, I want to know who does the gardening cuz I want to know how to have a garden at a house. That's amazing. Um if they have if you walk into the house and <clears throat> excuse me. If there's nothing outside, look for pictures inside the house. If they're a family, they're going to have pictures there, most likely vacation pictures, and you can always start asking them, oh, where did y'all go there? How did y'all like it? That's awesome. And then just keep going from there. Um, while you're making that small talk, so you knocked. I hope y'all can hear this. This is how we knock, by the way. Uh, we knock, we wait for their response. If they don't answer, we knock again. If they don't answer the second time, I just ring the doorbell. But they they answer, and it's, um let's say it's a man. I'm going to assume that's uh, Joe. And all I say is, oh, you must be Joe. I'm Tanya. I'm the one who's scared to take care of you all today. Um, we had an appointment, and I'm just walking in as I'm extending my hand to shake his hand. Um, and then he, you're smiling. He invites you in. Y'all go. And then immediately I start making small talk like, man, y'all have a beautiful house. Or if it's not a beautiful house, man, it's quiet out here. It's so, like, peaceful. Is that what uh, brought y'all out here? Um, then just start talking. As we're talking, as we're making a little small talk, getting to know each other, um, I'm looking for the kitchen table. If they don't have a kitchen table, I'm looking for somewhere we can sit to where I can, you know, go over the ATM. So let's say they have a kitchen table. I go sit there, and I'm actually seating them. So if um, let's say there's a head of a table and there's a left and right on each side. Um, so I'm going to sit, since I'm a female, um, I'm going to sit Mary at the head of the table, and I'm going to be on her 
left hand side and then um joe is going to be straight across from me on mary's um right hand side so that way you're never going to be sitting next to your same sex if you're a man you would do it opposite um you would have uh joe at the head of the table married to his one side and you on the other so that you and his spouse if i was a male mary would be um across the table from me so that way there's never any like um you know, you never have the issue of, oh, you're flirting with um, my spouse. No, that's never going to be the issue. Not that it ever was, but we're just making sure that's not going to be an issue. Um, so we're seated that way. If people don't sit in the right spots, I literally tell them, hey, why don't we switch sides? And then they do it. Um, don't be afraid to say that. I've actually, uh, like, one couple wanted to sit on the couch, and I was like, no, let's sit on the table. I want to show you some stuff. And I tapped on my ATM. They were like, okay. So we sat on the table, I seated them, and then we started going forward. So once you're all seated, um, I don't open up the ATM right away. I still uh, keep talking. So if we were talking about a vacation or how long they've been in the house, um, let's say we were talking about how long they've been in the house, and they say 25 years. Wow, 25 years. You guys really put down some roots. That's awesome. Um, any renovations to the house? And I started looking around, and you can usually tell when there's renovations. They'll tell you. Um, and if they, if I see, like, their faces light up, because some people take really great pride in their home, I say, whoa, can we go see that? And if it's, like, a backyard patio that they set up, I'd be like, i get excited for them. Please understand that when you're sitting down in front of people, uh, they want to feel comfortable, but they also want to feel special. Everyone wants to feel special. If you're sitting down with an elderly couple, I guarantee you that they have not had a lot of visitors. If you simply <clears throat> get to know them and talk to them and have their best interests at heart and just hype them up a little bit, be, become like, um, show them that they're special. Like if they do great renovations and if I go look at it, I'm going to be, I'm going to say, Wow, that's amazing. Y'all did that all yourself? Man, who thought of that idea? That's good. That's going to um, increase the appreciation of the house. And, you know, it it makes them feel good. Um, it makes them feel accomplished. Everyone's happy that way. So make sure it's something that you're honestly, um, you know, honest about, too. So that, um, once we get over a little bit of small talk, we talked about maybe for 15 minutes, then I start going over, then I just transition like this. All right, so let me show you all the information I came to share with you all today. And then I just um, open up the ATM, and I just start going through it. Now, if you're brand new, you're just going to read word for word um, what it says on each page of the ATM, so that way you're already prepared. And please don't worry about product knowledge because we're going to tell you exactly what to say and exactly what to go with um, on every appointment. So you're going to call your upline at some point, and I'm going to show you what point that is. Um, but let's say it's been a while. Uh, this really becomes a conversation, not a presentation after one point. So if we flip to the first page, the alliance, um, we are a national agents of alliance working together to provide mortgage, final expense, life insurance, and retirement protection is one of our biggest ones nowadays. Um, now, we don't do any kind of like auto insurance, home insurance, or renter's insurance. We solely stick to these four areas. 
because we're experts in these four areas, and this is all we help clients with. Um, now, by any chance, Joe and Mary, do you guys have anything right now that would offset the mortgage should anything happen? And I just wait for them to respond. To respond. If they say yes, I'm going to ask to see that policy. If they say no, um, I ask them, so no regular life insurance, no kind of savings set aside. Um, you don't plan to pay off the mortgage sooner or anything like that. And then I hear what their plans are. Um, now, when you're going through the ATM, please understand you're asking questions to gain data so that you know how, what the best way to help out these clients are. So as you're going through it, you're mentally taking notes like, oh, they don't have any plans. Oh, they have life insurance, but not enough to cover the whole mortgage. So maybe we can just set them up for extra coverage. Um, but if they say they have nothing um, and they they have nothing in place, I just say, okay, well, let's make sure that we go over, um, you know, your options later on. And then I just uh, flip the page again. And the next page is the About Me page. Now, this is really about the client. This is not about you. I know the bullet points are about you, um, but they should be very simple bullet points. And they should be bullet points to where you can actually ask the client the question afterwards. Like, my first bullet point is my name and um, where I'm from. And then um, the second bullet point is where I grew up. So then I, at that point, I asked them, uh, Mary, uh, Joe, where did y'all grow up? And then let's say one of them says, like, Tyler, Texas, and the other one says Michigan. I say, whoa, really? Okay. How did y'all find each other? Um, and then I'm just waiting for that response because we just opened up a whole new conversation. Um, usually that question gets people, like, they either give each other a look, and then I know, great, a good story is coming. Or if they just say, oh, just online, I'm like, okay, we need to go deeper in this. Um, if you're sitting down with a couple, please give the story of how they met. Because nine times out of ten, it's a very cute story. It's a very, um, it's a story that gets them fired up because it's going to bring back the emotion that they had at that time. You know, when they fell in love, when they liked each other, it's going to bring that emotion back. Because, guys, remember that what you're talking to them about, um, it's based off of love. Nobody gets insurance unless they love the person that they set as their beneficiary. So please have that in mind. You have to bring the emotion into the game. So those those questions, really, they're there for a reason. I ask those for a reason. One, I want to get to know them, of course. Two, I want to bring back the emotion that they felt back when they were first dating or first seeing each other and they still had butterflies or whatever. Um, I want to know exactly how they got together, why they got together, why they've been together for so long. Um, that's another talking point. If you find out that they've been together for over 20 years, wow, that's great. Give yourselves a pat on the back. Um, that's not common these days. What's the key to making that work? Even if they've been together for a year, that's still not common these days, to be honest with you all. Like, <laughs> just tell them, be proud of them. Say, wow, that's not common these days still. What's the key to making that work for one year? Shoot, I haven't had that look. Um, and then just listen. Uh, you're going to get a lot of great advice sometimes. You're going to get to know people who are different from you but had the same kind of um, kind of situation growing up. So just get to know them. Um, oh, well, awesome. So Michigan, how, what was it like growing up there? Um, do you miss it? Do you like Texas? Uh, 
just get to know them. Ask more questions. Do y'all have any kids? Where are the kids at? Or, oh, they're all grown up. You got grandbabies? If you start talking about people's grandbabies, you, you can talk for a long time. And that's usually what most people who have grandchildren want to talk about is their grandchildren. So bring them up. Um, ask them how many they have, how old they are. Um, and then I, I actually got this from Eric Cruz, so thank you, Eric. This is a great question to ask the grandmother. Um, well, it's not really a question. It's just more like a comment. But if I find out that they have grandbabies and I find out how many they have, I ask them, so is this the house they come to to get fed? Because I know you feed them. Um, and then I'm pointing at the grandma, and she starts laughing, and she's like, oh, yeah, yeah. And then um, I usually just follow up with, oh, you know how to throw it out in the kitchen, huh? Um, and then she starts going over all the things that she makes her grandbabies, which ones they like, how long they take. It, like, if I see their light, light like, if I see their um, eyes light up whenever I ask a question, I'm going to talk about that point for another, like, 10 to 15 minutes. Because you're building a relationship at that point. You're getting to know them. You're getting to know their family. And then once I feel like I've gotten to know them pretty well on the About Me page, then I flip the page. Um, so now that you know a little bit about me, I'm not a stranger in your home. Um, here's a little bit of pictures, like he's a, he's a bit of pictures of my family so that you all know a little bit about me. And of course, my Texas state license to let you know that I'm certified to do what I do. Um, and then I flip the page. I don't spend a whole lot of time on that page. Um, and then the next page is companies I represent. So, uh, on this page, all I say is, so, Mary, Joe, we work with uh, 15 different insurance companies. Now, the reason why we work with so many is because we do the shopping around for y'all. Now, when I say shopping around, though, I really don't mean the price. The state commissioner of Texas sets the price for all mortgage protection for every company. So if you're looking at mortgage protection between, for example, Mutual of Omaha and Transamerica, it's going to be within a dollar amount apart. Now, what we do shop around for are age, lifestyle, and health conditions because you first have to be approved before you can look at any coverage that you want. That's really what I'm here to do today is to make sure you all can get approved so that should you want to move forward, it's going to be smooth sailing going forward. Um, when I say that, I notice that look on their face, they're like, oh, okay, that's why someone's out here. Y'all use that line. It has changed a lot of the appointments for me. Uh, people, like, lose their little guard that they have up. Um, and I follow up with this because you can do this on your own. You don't have to have anybody out here. Um, but if you do want to look at coverage, please work with somebody because if you go online, get a policy on your own, fill out the application, and do everything. But then if you get declined, you're going to be red flagged, and then other companies can see that you got declined from that company later on. So even if it's not with me, I really don't care. Please work with someone that you trust so that you can have a smooth process. When I say that part, they really are like, oh, okay, okay, that's good. Um, they really have their defenses down when it comes to, like, asking them about medications. They're really straight up with me. Um, I sat down with people who have HIV, uh, cancer, uh, been drug addicts, and they're, they're very open with me. Um, so use that. Make sure that they feel comfortable because people are not going to give you their business unless they feel comfortable. I don't care how much product knowledge you have. They will not care how much you know about insurance. They really won't. 
people do not care how much you know until they know how much you care. Um, so as long as you're going through this and you're just showing them that you have their best interests at heart, because you should, they're going to come, they're going to work with y'all. So on that page, um, I just follow up with all you got to know about these companies that they're all A-listed here in the United States, and they all have billions of dollars in assets. Um, that's a good thing because, for example, Mutual of Omaha, if they were to pay out every death claim in one day, they would still have millions left over. So you're working with companies that are very secure. They know what they're doing. They've been around for over 130 years, and we're, we are very blessed to be working with these companies because they really, truly care. Um, and then I just um, asked them, hey, do you all recognize any of these companies? And when I'm doing that, I'm pointing to Mutual of Omaha because that's the most recognized one. And plus, I don't want to waste too much time on that page. Um, they tell me they tell me usually Mutual of Omaha, and then I'm like, yeah, they're a great company. And then I flip the page. Um, guys, I know I'm running out of time right now. If you all got a dial, please go for it. I just want to go over this one last page, though, because it's really important, the why it's important page. Um, because that's where a lot of the emotion comes out. So on this page, I just go over why the four reasons are that I'm usually sitting down with people, uh, help pay off a mortgage, replace loss of income, to pay off final expenses, children's expenses or debt, or to leave a financial legacy behind. Now, at this point, I'm pointing to lead. Um, I don't ever try to um, assume I know what's going on because I don't. Um, but please take me back to the day that y'all filled out this form um, what was going through y'all's head? Like, who was it that you wanted to protect? And then I just wait for them to answer. Well, we just want to know how much it would cost to, you know, put some protection in place so that neither of us is, um, you know, going through a tragedy. Okay, okay, awesome. Well, that's great. A lot of people don't even think about that. Um, so that's pretty amazing that you guys want to protect each other. Okay. So um, let me ask you all this. If Let's say and I start off with this, no one likes to have this conversation. I get that. Um, and I know it's a little bit awkward sometimes, but it's a conversation that everyone should have if they have loved ones. Because we're not always going to be here. Uh, we don't know when we're going to go. Like, I know I'm young. Um, I tell them this. I know I'm 99% younger than pretty much everyone I sit down with, but I, I can still go before everyone else does. Um, I can die today, but I have coverage in place so that I know I'm covered should anything happen to me. Um, and then I, they really appreciate that, and then uh, they just go forward and start talking about uh, what would happen because I ask them, so should anything happen right now, where does that leave y'all? So, And I ask them specifically, so, Joe, let's say, God forbid, you know, you got into a car accident, texting team took you out. Mary, where does that put you? What situation are you in right now? And she'll take a second. Usually they uh, hesitate with the answering because they don't know how to answer it because no one's asked them that question because you guys got to understand, you have to ask these questions. No one ever thinks about this until they're forced to. Um, ask the questions. Make sure they understand the severity of it. Uh, so you're asking Mary, and she's going to tell you, well, I'd be devastated. And I'd be like, of course. Emotionally, you'd be broken. But financially, where would you be at? Um, and then she'd be thinking, well, shoot, I'd be in a tight spot. Um, and then I asked her this question. Okay, I know what tight means for me, but what does that mean for you, Mary? Like, how long would you be able to stay in the house keeping up the same lifestyle 
that you had with Bob or had with Joe. Um, and then wait for her to answer. Well, not very long at all, maybe six months. Um, it's even that. And then I say, okay, well, let's make sure. Um, well, then I ask um, Joe, Joe, how does that make you feel? And um, he usually they look at me weird and they're like, of course I feel terrible. I don't want to hear my wife saying that. And I say, okay, um, so let's make sure that, that that day never has to come. The day that you ever have to move out of this beautiful house you all built together, you made reno- renovations to it. I'm sure this is the house you wanted your grandbabies to come home to. I'm sure this is the house you wanted your kids to come back to with their families so that you can have holidays here. Let's make sure that this house stays in the family and also you guys stay in this house because it's yours. Um, after that, flip the page, go over what mortgage protection is. Um, literally, I say what, exactly what's on this page. If they're if they're pretty high in age, I don't go over disability or return a premium because they don't qualify for that. Uh, but usually on this page, I just tell them, hey, mortgage protection is really um, great because you get to choose your beneficiary. The banks don't take it anymore. Um, it's portable. It follows you. So if you should ever want to leave this beautiful home, I don't know why you would. Um, it follows you, not the house. And then go over the split plan, mortgage payment protection. Um, when it comes to mortgage payment protection, I usually say most people in your situation, they set up a little safety net. They want to make sure for however many years after a tragedy, their house is taken care of. So they set up a plan for like maybe four to five years that mortgage is taken care of. Um, they don't want to protect the whole mortgage because they might make changes to it, but they want to know they have enough time. Excuse me. They want to know they have enough time to make their next move, um, you know, without having to rush it. Uh, and when I say that, most people are like, yeah, that's probably what we should go with too, which is great because most of the time, because uh, taking care of the whole mortgage is really hefty, especially at, at a higher age. So if you can set up mortgage payment protection, that's even better. Then um, just flip the page. So now what's going to happen is I'm going to show you a couple of options. Because Mary and Joe, this is what the insurance companies do. They look at the last 10 years of what doctors you've seen, what medical prescriptions you've had, what prescriptions you've been given but never took, and what surgeries you've had. Um, So all I need to know is learn a little bit about Joe so that I can know what company to play sale with so that it can be smooth sailing going forward. And then I can show you what your options are. And then I'm just shaking my head, and then they're shaking their head. Um, Shaking their head, yes. So I just flipped the lead uh, right on one side, Mary, right on the other side, Joe, and I'm taking down their date of birth, their height, weight, smoker status, um, and then I asked Mary, Mary, what prescriptions are you currently taking? And then she'll go and grab them or give me a list, write them down, um, ask her about the surgery she's had, ask her about any other prescriptions she can think of that she never took but was prescribed, um, and then move on to Joe, ask him the same questions, gather the same information. And then once you get to the point where you've been on multiple appointments, you're going to know what company to go with. But once you have all that information and you know what the mortgage is, you know what the mortgage payments are, um, you know the kind of covers they're looking for, you're going to call your upline at that moment. So this is what you say. Um, Mary, Joe, uh, I'm pretty sure I know which way to go, but I want to double check real quick. 
Let me give a call to my senior underwriter. Um, he's been doing this a lot longer than I have. Um, and then we can make sure we're on the right track because I don't want to backtrack. And then they shake their head yes. So you just call their um, call your upline, tell them, hey, uh, this is Tawny giving you a call. Just want to make sure I'm on the right track. You've got a couple of seconds to give me your advice. And then tell them um, they're going to ask you what they want to know, and then they're going to guide you in the right direction. And then that's pretty much it from there. You give them quotes. Um, they pick the quote that they want, and then you do the paperwork, and it's done with. Um, guys, sorry, I ran out of time. I did want to go over, like, the other steps. Uh, but please feel free to give me a call if you have any questions, 469-835-0203. Um, thank you for listening. If you're on the call, if you were on yesterday and today, thank you so much. Um, hope this helped. Uh, get after it, guys. I know some of y'all are dialing right now. Awesome. And then I'll uh, see y'all later. Can't wait to see everybody family reunion. Oh, my gosh. Get your tickets. All right, y'all. Go get it. Um, go get yours. I'm getting mine. Paul Roberts says, and I'll see y'all later. All right. Adios.